Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hello. Today, we're going to take a look at my exciting radio career just before Sherry. Well, we always have an odd one in the crowd. So it's kind of odd. Decidedly odd. Doesn't that strike you as a little bit odd? No, it doesn't strike me as a little bit odd. It's the Bob and Sherry Oddcast. The stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, or shouldn't do on the regular show. Now, here's the Oddcast. All right. I was going through some of my uh, pictures I don't have a lot of pictures of my early radio days, but there's one box and it's in our storage room and I took it out and I said, I haven't seen these in a long time. I went through it and it was a picture of myself with a guy named Bob Holland. Bob was the midday guy and I was the night guy at a little radio station in Fall River, Massachusetts called WSAR. And if you're a regular listener, I refer to it every once in a while. Sherry always gets a laugh. Ahoy there, matey. It's 1480. That was the uh, slogan of WSAR. And I looked at it and I went, oh, yeah, Bob Hollins. Bob Hollins was married and he was not making enough money uh, doing the radio show. None of us were. But I was real young. I was a teenager. And Bob needed to make some more money. And I might have mentioned this once before. He decided I walked in while he was on the phone and I thought he was taking requests. And I heard him say, you know, with Amway, you can really have either a second career or a full career. He was hawking Amway to people who would call up the radio station and ask to play a song, which, of course, you know, was not part of his deal in radio. And then I over the last uh, couple of days after seeing some of these pictures, I just started thinking about how wonderful and unprofessional my early years were, and I don't think that this exists anymore because so many radio stations now have, um, you know, somebody re- pre-recording uh, hours and hours and hours. They don't, eat, they, they don't live in the same town. They don't know about the radio station, and they're not paid very much money to do this. So the people who started their careers, like me, worked late at night, and crazy kooky things sometimes would happen because some of the stations were just very, very small. So I'm working at WSAR and you worked a long week. It could be 48, 50 hours in the radio station. And they came to me one day and they said, okay, we just signed uh, a remote deal. That's where you probably seen this in your local town. The radio DJ goes out to a car dealership or it might be the opening of a pizza joint or wherever it might be. And says, hi, we're here on WPEP and we're raising money for this charity. Come by and see us over at Wingman Ford. 
you know, and hopefully somebody will come by to say hello to you and uh, either buy a car, give some money to the charity or whatever. Well, they said to me, we just signed a deal with the Woolworth department store. This was the, this was like probably the last year that the Woolworth department store existed. And they were in downtown Fall River, which is a town, I don't know, it was maybe 50,000 people. And the downtown was kind of sketchy and falling apart, but there were still some stores, luncheonettes and a dry cleaner that were there and Woolworths. And Woolworth cut a deal with them that I would be broadcasting from Woolworths, but not really inside the store store. I would be in the window of Woolworths that looked out into the street. So it's like, you know, you go by a department store and you can, you know, say, oh, there's the mannequin with this and that and this. I was between two mannequins of ladies' clothing. So there was one mannequin there and, and you know, it wasn't underwear or anything, but it was, you know, dresses. And then my little setup with my microphone and I was spinning vinyl in those days. And um, I would just sit there for, I think the remote was four hours, four hours. You have no idea how embarrassing it is to feel like a human goldfish just to begin. People just stopping and they're going, what is this? Why is there a man next to the mannequins? That's bad enough. But right about halfway through, school let out. And here come some teenage boys who are just hanging around downtown. I saw them coming. There were four of them. Something within my male brain said, this is not going to go well. And they're walking along and I go, don't look, just please don't look over me. And the first two were looking at the street, but the third one caught me. And I just have to tell you what he did when we come back. Well, welcome back and thank you for uh, being with us here today. I'm talking about just the kooky things that went on in small town radio when I was just beginning. I was just a teenager. So I'm broadcasting from the front of a department store, of all department stores, Woolworth's department store. A couple of mannequins on either side of me, my little turntable, my microphone. And these four teenage boys are walking by. And as I said, the third one just all of a sudden does a double take that there's a man in the window who doesn't look more than their age, by the way. And he goes, hey, I can see him go, hey, guys, stop. He stops all four, and I know what's coming. I don't know exactly what's coming, but it's not going to be very good. And they, they're staring at me, you know, and one of them pulls out a cigarette, and he's smoking. It's like grease. <laughs> and, and then uh, you could see the mouth and words, you're an asshole. You know, I, I could see that. I'm going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I swear to God, right there on Main Street in Fall River, the one who spotted me turns around, drops his pants, and moons me as I'm broadcasting. People are seeing this that are walking by, and they're laughing. The store manager did not see it, thank God. And finally, I just went, the cops are coming. The cops are going to come, which they weren't. And the kids, you know, the kid pulled up his pants and they walked away. And again, as they left, they flipped me off. And I'm going, is this really what you want to do? <laughs> well, maybe it's just a one shot deal. Maybe it's not a crazy, crazy business. 
I mean, you're not an extroverted performer. You're a radio person. We're all introverts. An extroverted performer would have eaten up that attention, would have been juggling, would have been dancing along to the music, um, would have just been like the life of the party. But it's torture for you to be out in public, in a, especially in a window next to some mannequins. It's torture because if, you, if you're honest about it, radio people are not. Not most radio people are really bashful and introverted. <laughs> they are not the people that that you put out on stage to put on a show ever. Well, I I got that, but I mean, you know, well, you and I have brought on Celine Dion in front of fifteen, twenty thousand people. Yeah, but that's I, I performed in front of thousands of people, but it was that awkward sort of placement in the Woolworths window. That made walking, me feel absolutely like I had no power whatsoever. Impotent. Walking onto a stage and saying, how's everybody doing? Whoa. Hey, we're Bob and Sherry. Are you ready for Celine Dion? Is very different from being the show yourself. Very, exactly. very different. It is. It's two different it skills. And I've had to explain over the time that we've been doing this, I've had to explain to people so tell me what it is you are envisioning because Bob and I, we don't, we're not Sonny and Cher. We don't sing and dance. There's, there's uh, no skits. We don't do magic tricks. Like we, we talk. You really want to watch us talk? <laughs> it seems very I know. dull. I, I know. Right? I know. I just, I just hated doing those things. I still hate doing those things. It's, it's just, I just wonder if this sort of craziness in radio uh, still goes on somewhere. I kind of hope it does because, you know, it gives you experiences and memories, but sometimes it is just excruciating. That same station, I was, I, I know nobody thinks that I could run a radio board and I can't, but to do what Max does, I could never learn how to do that. It's, it's all electronics. But back in the day, it was a fairly simple board to run. And I was pretty good at it, but it took, this is my first job. It took me a little while. And so one day the, the program director was going to be doing the news and the news was right behind me in a little booth. I'm, I'm going to be controlling everything and he's just going to read the news. Um, but I didn't know where the mic was for the newsroom because I'd never had anybody reading news before. And so I'm on there and I play the, the, the song is starting to end and I play this news sounder. Dun, 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 dun. It's time now for WSAR news with Tom McMurray. Dun, 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 dun. But I, I don't know where the uh, mic is for him to open it up. And he's starting to talk, but he knows the words are not in his headphones. They're not coming out. And all anybody is hearing on the radio who's listening at that time is dun, 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 just goes on. Dun, 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 dun. So he's, he yells to me through the glass, it's on the right. My Mac is on the right. Well, there's like five different pots and, and switches on the right that I was unfamiliar with. And I threw one of them. It's, it's on the far right. And I go, what? It's on the, it's, a, I find it, open it. And he says, it's on the far right, asshole. And so <laughs> if you were driving along in the car that day, <laughs> listening the first thing you heard was the sounder for the radio station. WSAR News. And when the newsman doesn't come on, all of a sudden, you know something's wrong. And we all know 
if if there's something wrong in a broadcast, you want to stay with it just to hear it. So what they're hearing is it's on the far right, asshole. I I would never change the station again. <laughs> if I caught that driving down the road, I would break off the knob, as they used to say. This is clearly, I don't know what is happening in this crazy place, but this is run. This is being run. This asylum is being run by the inmates. I'm tuning in. I think well, the more <laughs> more radio should be like that because at least hey, it was inappropriate, but it was authentic, right? It was totally. <laughs> you it was totally authentic. Real. <laughs> but the the worst thing this is the guy who hired me and he has got to find he's got to go from it's on the far right asshole he's got to go this is tom mcmurray with oh my god oh, i wonder i wonder if there are disc jockeys out there today that do things like local talent shows i got booked for a, the host of a local talent show in Lancaster, South Carolina. And it, it was mostly young people, you know, high school kids. And, you know, one of them came out and sang. Another one, they had a little group, somebody else. And I'm going, oh, boy, this is going to be a long night. And I said, well, we have with us right now uh, Betsy Johnson. And Betsy has a very special talent that I don't think you've seen before. I had no idea what she was going to do. She comes walking out with a goat and a pail. And she said, he has my music, pointing to a guy who was controlling the music. And she milked a goat on beat to tiptoe through the tulips. The song, tiptoe through the tulips, squirt, squirt. She milked a goat squirt, to, squirt, to squirt that. On stage. I hope she won. I hope that child won that talent contest on originality alone. You know, I can't tell you that she did, but she might have because it's been a long time. The crowd went wild. They they barely applauded for the accordion player. They barely uh, for the girl who, you know, the baton girl. There's always one of those. They went wild for the goat girl. The goat girl, you know, anytime you see a talent show, whether it's a school talent show or, you know, Miss... Texas or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, it, the talent competition seems weighted to people that can sing, yeah. especially if they can sing and play an instrument. Like So when I was a little girl growing up with old people, they dearly loved watching the Miss America pageant live from the Atlantic City boardwalk. I mean, they just loved it. They hate watched it in some of these women. They hate watched it a little bit. Because they'd be like, oh, Miss Kansas thinks she's all that, you know, this yeah, kind of thing. Exactly. Right? Exactly. The tal- then it will be time for the talent competition. And um, I felt so sorry for the competitors whose talent was oration, you know. Right. So we, we just had Miss Alabama just sang, um, the, you know, the ballad of whatever. She just sang some classic song. And she slayed it, right? And then Miss Idaho played the piano. And I don't know if it was Chopin or Mozart or whatever, but she absolutely killed it. And then here comes poor Miss Rhode Island, who is going to recite the charge of the light brigade. And I'm here to tell you, I don't care how impartial the judges say they are. Come on. (laughs) No, it's true. It's true. I had, uh, and you know her, I had a girlfriend uh, years back and, she was um, a very strong feminist. She was uh, 
she kind of taught me about it and a brilliant person. But every Miss America pageant, when, when the, those were on, she said, I'm not going out tonight. You can do whatever you want. You can stay with me or whatever. But uh, Miss America's on tonight. I said, I'm really surprised. She said, oh, no. And she would get high with some weed. And I looked over at her. And when they hit somebody whose talent was to recite the uh, charge of the light brigade, she would have such a smile on her face. <laughs> Just because watching, watching, watching them. Yeah. yeah. And then the clarinet, the solo clarinet player or or the accordion player. She would have such a smile on her face like, yeah, I know you're good looking, hon, but you look like a jerk right now. Yeah. I mean, good, good luck to you if you can't sing. And you're in these talent shows, these talent right. competitions and pageants, right. because I don't care if the baton you're twirling is on fire and you're reciting the charge of the light braid brigade in six character voices. It is so hard to compete with somebody belting out. I will always love you. It's just it a, such an unfair it's fight. It's impossible. You know, I, I was just talking about how nobody thinks that I could, you know, manage any kind of equipment. But in the early days, I did. I finally get hired at this big 50,000 watt radio station. But I'm the young guy and it's Christmas time. And some of the sales guys who used to be on the air are now, you know, strictly salesmen because they wanted to make more money. They decided to have a little fun. And they, there was this reel to reel tape of Christmas music. And you had a list and you would uh, play the jingle and then hit the uh, recorder and the Christmas music would go on the air. And so it was one after another. You just had to cue it up and you're all set. They, without telling me or anyone else, got a hold of the Christmas tape, edited it, and put in them singing. And it was supposed to be jingle bells. So we've got this Christmas jingle. And this is a big deal family radio station. This station had about a 25 to 28 share, which is by and far number one. And it was right across the board, all different ages. And it's Christmas time. So I'm there. Hey, it's Bob Lacey here. And I hit the jingle. It's Christmas time. It's Christmas time. And I hit the reel to reel with the songs. And the one that they pirated in starts. And it's three guys going with little bells. Jingle balls, jingle balls. We've got balls for you. Jingle <laughs> balls, jingle. Again, I, this would be my favorite radio station. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I know it ain't right. It's not it right. Would be my favorite. It's not right. Well, but I, I think there's a couple of things that we can learn from this today, kids. I think um, first and foremost, if you want to be Miss America figure out how to sing second um if you're kind of a shy introvert maybe don't go into any corner of show business including radio and finally if you're driving around in your car and you hear on your radio station somebody in the background yelling it's the one on the right you asshole <laughs> that's your favorite station 
Yeah. Break off the knob. That's New right. episodes of the Oddcast every Monday. On Fridays, it's Talking Lamar and True Weird Stuff. Our website is B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. And hey, keep an eye on the windows in your downtown. You never know when Bob Lacey will be sitting in one, spinning the hits. See you next time on the Oddcast. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast and the Bob and Sherry Oddcast. We would love if you would subscribe, rate and review, and share it with a friend on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again for listening. Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.